investors, welcome back. And if you are looking to find ways to systematize and run your business more effectively, we dive deep with David Lecko in this episode, getting into finding deals, scaling your business, and really understanding how to build a business that is based on the life that you actually want. You're not going to want to miss it. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset. I am very excited. I have David Lecko in the studio today. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Of course, of course. And you guys know David is the CEO of Deal Machine, an app that enables real estate investors to find off-market deals and get in contact with those owners. In the last year, the app's been downloaded over 80,000 times, and it's been able to help real estate investors add millions of dollars of revenue. I've used it. My team's used it. I think it's a great product. I'm really excited to dive into some of the mindset that's gone into your investing career, what you've seen work, what you have seen fail, and really hear a little bit about your story. You ready to dive into awesome. things? Can't wait to share. Absolutely. Awesome. So obviously you've built an app that is pretty popular within the, you know, the wholesaling and direct to seller space and you're doing some pretty cool things, but why don't we start out by taking a look back at earlier in your life? What mm -hmm. events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? The biggest thing I can remember is my dad had a regular job and there was a contractor there who had his own business that was friends with my dad. And I asked him about how he started his own business. And we were at some pancake house for breakfast, me, my dad, and his friend, Bill. And Bill gave me the recommendation to go get the four-hour work week. And I think he actually gave me the book. And it was like I was freshman in high school. And that was the very first business book I ever read. And that was definitely a turning point in my life. What a book that changes so many people's lives. I remember when I read that my freshman year of college. Amazing. So what was it about that book that really turned the lights on for you? Well, I had never read a business book, first of all, certainly nothing entrepreneurial, but I knew I wanted to go that route to take more control of my future. So just the fact that it really opened the door, but obviously there's so many good things about the book where Tim talks about his business brain quicken and it's like a product that he sells and he spends four hours a week doing it yet he's able to make all this income and it untied income to time you know which is like how most professions operate and that was really the mindset shift for me that happened from that book primarily God, such a huge idea to really kind of think about things in just a very different way. And I think Tim's been able to unlock that for so many people. So all the listeners, if you've heard of it, I know you have, but you haven't read it. I really encourage you to go take a look, reread it if you haven't, because it's still got some great strategies in there. I would agree to you. So very cool. Love T. Ferris. He's amazing. Tell us a little bit about what your primary focus is. I know, I know you're doing some investing, so obviously would love to hear a little bit about what you're focused on there, but also tell me what you're doing on the, the app front. How'd you get into this? I got into it in 2016 and I was interested in real estate after reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. From there, I went to a real estate meetup and learned about driving for dollars. It's really important to get a great deal. And that's what they recommended. 
but I struggled with the follow-up process. I would write down 40 addresses and then I would come home and I wouldn't look them up because it's a time-consuming process. And then I couldn't send out mail because I hadn't looked them up, but also because I didn't have enough to use a service. I had to like print them out myself or I had to write them, hand write them. So I got started that way, ultimately realized I needed a tool that would do those manual steps for me the instant I was in front of a house to guarantee it was going to be fully completed and followed up with. Yeah, that makes sense. So are you a developer yourself? Yeah, I was working as a developer as well. So I made the tool, the original tool for myself. So it's really like you're an engineer and you thought to yourself, like an engineer thinks, you know, hey, I am going to do the same thing over and over again. How can I build a program that is going to take this process and make it much easier to do? Is that right? Totally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's such a, such an important way to think. And I, I encourage you guys that if you're not an engineer to maybe step into that archetype of an engineer from time to time in your business and say, what am I doing over and over again? And how could I build a system or a product or a program that can do this? And a system doesn't have to be code. It could be a person taking care of something for yourself. But I love how you did that because that's so powerful. And I think so many people can really take away a lot from it. And so at what point did this go from this idea of, hey, I'm going to scratch my own itch to I'm going to take this on as a, a business? So there were several points in the process, but the main one is a local home buyer that does about 30 deals, takes down about 30 deals in town every month. Brittany Wicks with Alpine Property Solutions. She's like, I'll spend $1,000 to try any new marketing method. So I opened up a Stripe account, charged her credit card, and got the development version of the app on her phone. And then a second person actually asked me to use it. And it's kind of a pain to like get it on somebody else's phone if it's not on the app store. And so after that second person said so, and Brittany paid, I was like, I'll just package it up and put it out there. you know. And it's like, if you want it, you can use it but I still didn't realize it could be a business until a few months of that and people started finding it. And that's when I realized I should focus on this because people really want this. I love that because it's one of those things where, you know, you don't really know what you got, but you were scratching your own itch, but then all of a sudden you start getting this confirmation. What was going through your head when you decided that this was something that you were willing to invest your time in because you know, you're coming from this perspective of being an engineer, of working in real estate. And I could imagine that there's a little bit of fear of putting kind of all in on this front. So tell me what was going through your head. I couldn't wait to quit my job. And I actually told them in advance, they hired two developers. I trained them up and was about ready to quit in October, 2017. But one of them got fired and the other one quit because he was his best friend. So they actually paid me four times the salary for a few extra months to hire some new folks and get them in there. And it's a good thing they did because I was a little bit too optimistic. I ended up using all of that money before I ended up paying myself from Deal Machine, you know, which actually took about a year and a half worth of work before I took that first paycheck. So you're telling me that it wasn't immediately some big profit machine putting money in your pocket? Oh, no. No, it took a long time of belief and work and slow growth to become something that was self-sustaining and that could sustain me and my business partner. And of course, we have other team members now too. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's just such a good reminder because when a lot of us, you know, a lot of our listeners are experienced real estate investors, but it's easy for us even to forget that when we're moving into a new space or a new channel or a new venture, that it takes time for us to really hit the nut to be able to start making money or see that success. So we have to go into it from this perspective of like really believing that, hey, this is going to work. And so why did you not just give up? you know, a few months into it and say, hey, I should probably just stick being an, an engineer rather than kind of just dumping all this money into a company that's not giving me a return. Yeah. Well, I wasn't dumping any money. I was just living off savings for a while. And I was just like, I've been paid for this once. Luckily, thanks to Brittany. So I know others will pay for it again. And it was just really that kind of like demonstrated to me that it was something valuable enough to pay for it in an industry where serious people are willing to pay a thousand dollars to try anything. So that's why I just had the faith from that, you know, from that proof. And it wasn't like blind, but it was kind of like proven already. And so I knew I just had to keep working to make it better and enough so that other people could use it too. You got to keep that faith alive. So we were talking offline yeah. and I'm curious, I'm curious if you can tell me a little bit about the process and your journey from going from being kind of an independent operator within the business, you're hustling, you're maybe making a few bucks to deciding to take on some team members, because I know that can be a stressful thought to think, Hey, I've got to manage all these people. That's a lot of risk. So if you could walk us through that, I think that'll be really beneficial for all the listeners. Well, at first it was crazy to both think that we were both going to live off of this business that we created. And it was totally out of the question to hire somebody for a long time. We should have hired people sooner, but there was a mental shift that we had to make that more team members equal more problems. Cause you know, you've got to communicate with them if they're sick or whatever life stuff comes up. That's just like adding to like the things that we would need to solve. And then we had a shift that was more about team members are leveraging your time. And you can actually buy time by paying somebody to help you out with a certain position or a job task. And so now we've got 15 team members. And I'm really glad because I couldn't do everything myself. I just couldn't now. But it, it took a while to really get there and make that first hire. Yeah. But what was it along the way that allowed you to believe that, Hey, you know, I can do this or better yet to be more clear, like that now is the time for me to hire employees because I know there was a fear going on there. Yeah. I actually paid a mentor. And the only thing that he said going into it was you have this fear of not hiring somebody. And if you work with me, you're going to need to take my advice and hire somebody. Otherwise it'll be a waste of your money and I won't work with you. So this was a mentor that has a coaching program that's bought and sold three companies before. And so the, the unlock was just talking with somebody and listening to somebody who's actually done it before. Yeah. Yeah. That's so key. Mentorship is such a powerful, powerful piece. And, and I take it you're probably still working with mentors every day to help you continue to hit your goals. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I found that to be such such a critical it doesn't piece. matter what level you're at but there's always a next level that somebody else has been there before that's worth paying for because you can speed up your process and your the time it takes you to get there yeah that's absolutely absolutely so true so tell me about some of the challenges you guys have faced kind of in your growth i know it can be a rocky journey as an entrepreneur and i'd love to kind of hear about one of those big challenges 
Well, on the real estate side, so I've got eight rentals and I always started out with the rentals. The very first property that I got was like a house hack. And that one actually went fairly smoothly for a long time. I had bought a house right before I quit my W-2 job. And then I had four of those employees come and move into a bedroom for 500 bucks a month. So my mortgage was paid for. And then I had additional savings, but I didn't have like a lease with them. It was just kind of like, okay, you guys pay me 500 bucks a month. And then they were starting, one of them in particular was kind of speaking for the rest of them about like, they didn't like it when I left a dish in the sink or they wanted to like have a boyfriend move in. They were upset that I was going to charge them extra for that. And so a lot of things would have been way simpler if I just had written agreements, even if it was just like a one pager, you know, nothing too crazy, but it created a lot of stress and you don't want extra stress at home after you've just quit your job and you're starting a company. Stress is not what you need, especially about seemingly like small things like that. So that was a big lesson learned there is to just document any type of agreement you've got that represents a business relationship. Yeah. I mean, I see so many people make this mistake and and the end of the day, the, they get this idea in their head that, oh, if I put a contract together, if I write it down, all of a sudden it's like, it's got to be legal. It's got to be written really like confusingly. And at the end of the day, what it really is is just saying, hey, hey, brother, this is what we're expecting of each other. This is what's right. going to happen. This is what's going to happen if things don't work out and we decide we don't want to hang out with each other or be friends or be partners or anything. And we get that agreement in place so that we can be crystal clear and not have any problems come al along the way. Totally. And I think both parties can feel good about a verbal agreement, but then like you put a month in between that and each one remembers it differently. That's it. So this guy thought you said A and this guy thought you said B and it's just your word against theirs. So you've got to write it down. Yeah. Because you have to have that, that thing to be able to go back to, to be able to say, Hey, remember this, we put it down on paper. Cause you know, even in, in leases with tenants, I'll, I'll forget what's in there unless I go back and read through it. It's so key. It's definitely, definitely totally. a, a powerful thing. So tell me when you guys are looking at scaling for the future and you're in a time of growth, talk to me about how you're planning. What is going to come next? like the process that you are going through, the process that your mentors have recommended for you to make sure yeah. that you're going to continue growing the way that you need to, but that you're not going to go, you know, you're not going to outgrow your cash. Yeah. Well, we do like a five and 10 year goal, but so much is going to change between now and five and 10 years that I actually personally believe less in creating those like really grandiose visions. And if you do just know, like there's a lot of room for change. And sometimes you just get inspired by an idea and then you go do it. And I feel like that creates opportunities that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So like right now, I got this idea for like virtual driving for dollars. And I made a Chrome extension that would let you cruise around on Google Street View and then add those properties in a deal machine, get them looked up and send out mail. Well, then the coronavirus happened and a lot of people are in their homes. A lot of them may not feel comfortable, you know, driving around right now. And it was just like, wow, it created an opportunity. I just had the idea like three weeks ago and I could have never predicted that like this would have happened, but it's a really valuable tool that we released early just because of the circumstance. So I feel like 
a lot of times whenever I am inspired by something I believe is going to be really good, like I'll go and do it, even if it deviates from the five-year goal. Interesting. Yeah. So I love that. And I think, you know, definitely take advantage of helping people when there's a time of need, when there's an opportunity in the marketplace, when people are needing a product, you know, that's definitely a little bit of luck, but not even looking at five years, because I agree five years is too long. But when you're thinking about growth, like the next three, six, 12 months, like how are you guys thinking about that in a way? And how do you plan what you're going to do so that you can actually accomplish it and hit those goals? The way that we do it is I tell my mentor what I think we want to do. And then he pushes back and says, no, you can do about 5X that. And then he reverse engineers it. And then we figure out what I need to do from there. I mean, as far as running the company, so we don't run out of cash, we always guarantee 20% profitability. We actually are subscribers of the book Profit First. And so that's how we balance those two things. He pushes me where we guarantee the profitability every month. That's good. It's good to have somebody who can challenge you to like think outside of the box. And I'm a big believer right. in coaching for that reason. So, so David, tell me, how would you define success and what is success to you? Great. Well, I set the bar really low. I mean, I think that I created this app for me to get a deal and I did that. So it's been successful every day since. <laughs> Like that was honestly the biggest success that I, uh, that I came up with was just like, I want to achieve, you know, financial freedom. I'm designing this to help me get this a great deal, but man, I don't have like a huge definition of success. I'd be curious if you do though. Yeah. I mean, I think my definition of success is one that comes down to, it's not just about money, but it's about fulfillment. It's about living a life on my terms, the way that I desire being able to invest my time where I want be able to spend my time growing and helping other people while making money and living however I want every single day to have the ability to go travel the world or, you know, spend time with friends or family or future family and to enjoy the process throughout. That's kind of my definition sure. of success. I agree with that. I actually, you know, happiness is so important. I've been doing this five minute journal thing that has you say like what you're grateful for when you first wake up. And then at the end of the day, it's like, what were the, was like top thing that happened today and what's a way you could have made it better. And like that mindfulness really helps me out. And I think a lot of things like business related don't actually matter if you're really happy, but I, I do enjoy the process. I don't think I could ever retire and go to the beach or just keep traveling endlessly. Like I really enjoy the process of business building. So I just enjoy that. And that makes me happy. Yeah, that app, the five minute journal is a great little tool. And it's so simple. I mean, I sit down every morning and I, I just use a regular journal, but I'll sit down okay. and write three gratitudes and really feel yeah. them fully, right? Really feel wow, them. I didn't fully. even know there was an app. Oh, you didn't know that. There's an I app called the, the five minute journal. There's a, uh, a physical journal that okay. these guys have put out. I think Tim Ferriss had talked about it back in like 2014 and that blew their company up. They had a similar story to you where they had this idea, they wanted to serve their own need. And then there was such a big fan support for it. And it just goes to show you guys when, when you're really clear on what it is that you need and you're really tied in, you know, sometimes you can, you can accidentally stumble upon greatness without really even trying. That's cool. I didn't know the backstory there or the app. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what are some of your keystone habits, the things that you do on a daily or weekly basis 
that have led to kind of the foundation of your life? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm super geeking out about Inbox Zero. It's something I've been working on. I always heard about it, but I was intimidated to try it. And there's this book called Getting Things Done. And it outlines a very specific process for dealing with things. I'll give you one example. Like if it takes for all of your inboxes, including text message, email, Slack, if it takes less than two minutes, do it now. If it takes longer than two minutes, put it on some list and like continue that flow throughout your day. Another thing I've been doing is like, even if I have got unblocked time on my calendar, if I spend 15 minutes writing a check or handling some type of tax payment or whatever it might be, I actually go back and create a calendar event in real time. So that way I can look and do a time study and kind of do like an energy audit of all these things. Like what are the things that gave me energy? What didn't? And then how can I like hire somebody to offload a lot of those tasks? Oh, that's, that's really awesome. And so you're kind of creating a list of all these things that you're doing that are these small tasks so you can pass it off to someone else to do? Well, it's actually just in my calendar. So if you go back today, you know, you'll see eight, nine hours of blocked time and it's all filled in with like what I actually did. So if I have a meeting, I mean, that's there, but all the other open space actually gets filled in by me in real time with meetings, just saying what I did. I love that. And when I do that myself, I kind of subscribe to the same thing. It's so nice to be able to look and be like, oh, wow, my day was productive. Or I can look at it directly and say, ooh, I dropped the ball here. I didn't, I didn't hit those blocks or those things that I wanted, or I spent a lot of time over here being distracted. It's great to be able to track that because you really don't know unless you're tracking. I agree. Awesome. Well, my friend, we've hit my favorite part of the show, the growth rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. So tell me what's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now? The Great CEO Within. Tell me a little bit about that book. I haven't heard of this one. Okay, cool. Well, it's actually what I've been digging into. And uh, it's actually this book that's written by a guy who's invested in a lot of companies. And he goes in and, and actually acts as the CEO for three months. And then he trains the actual CEO during that time of the exact habits, ways to manage meetings, ways to operate the company, ways to report to investors. And he basically put it all into a book. He's done this so many times that he put the very best practices for absolutely everything related to company building in this book. And it's super tactical. Some chapters are one sentence. Some chapters are just two pages. It's just so very specific, which is awesome because you don't have to think. You just follow what it prescribes. Oh, wow. That's so cool. It's something that you can literally read and just start directly applying in your life right now. Yeah. We talked a little bit about mentors before, but inspiration, what impacts have mentors made on your life and how do you look at going out and finding great mentors? Oh, good question. So usually I'll ask for advice from somebody else who's like a little bit ahead of me if they like recommend any mentors. I mean, I don't have that many mentors officially, but like the few that I have, that's how I found them. That or just Googling around for somebody that's had, that does mentorship in the area I'm looking for. So asking for recommendations, I love that. And how do you go about figuring out who you should be asking for those recommendations from? I mean, somebody that you know is a bit ahead of you. So if you've got a friend at a meetup that's done a few houses more, you could say, hey, like, do you have any mentors that's helped you get to where you are? And then they'll usually say, 
well, yes. And then they'll like name off somebody who's like way out of where they are. And then that's the person that I would go to. Mm, I like that. That's a good strategy. It's a good strategy. That's something you guys can apply directly in your life right now. And I hope that you guys really do. If you're looking for mentorship, look around. There's people right in front of you, you know, in every direction that you can learn from, whether it's somebody that you're learning from physically, whether you're paying them, whether it's free or whether you're just listening to a podcast like you are right now. So thanks for being a mentor to everyone here, David. And finally, finishing on purpose, what drives you to live your best life every day? Well, that's a deep question, Stephen. I think in times like these, like you see that hospitals are running out of supplies. The people that are 60 years and older, they're the ones that are in the greatest risk during this time. And it's really motivating for me to work my butt off to know that I could provide for my parents if I needed to if they needed something. And that's really rewarding is to think about that as well as everyone who works at my company, because they rely on income from us, I now work for them. And if I don't keep the company growing, they won't have a job. They won't be able to meet their career goals. And so those are the two things that I like to use as like good social pressure to keep myself really motivated and working. Mm, that's good. You've got some clear purposes there and you've defined them or tied them directly to things that are in your life and how you can keep that motivation alive. Absolutely. Does the guest get to ask you questions? I love it. I love it. This is unusual, but uh, no, I think it's great. I think it's good to ask these kind of questions and I'm happy to answer. I mean, to me, what drives me to live my best life every day is kind of the reason I do this. It's all about being able to inspire others to live a better life every day. And it's kind of the motto and the mission of this, this community. And the reason is because somebody else did that for me. Because, you know, I grew up in a, you know, a pretty rough upbringing and, you know, without a lot of money and without a lot of positive business kind of mindset around me. And I had some people who I can look back on and think, oh, that one conversation made a difference or that one book changed my whole life. And I would love to continue to do things that help get other people to kind of reach that aha moment of realizing that, oh, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Totally. I like that a lot. It's been beautiful talking with you today. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on. And I'm really grateful that you've built this app, that you've gone out and done something that is really meaningful to you. And you're kind of living your legend right now. So why don't you share with folks where uh, people can get in touch or uh, find out more? Sure. My Instagram is dleco and our website is dealmachine.com. Awesome. And if you guys are looking for any apps related to, uh, you know, going out and finding deals, I definitely recommend this one. As I leave you guys always, go live a life worth inspiring others and you can do so today by applying some of the things that you learned in your life right now. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.